Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. I am Mike Salmond alongside Stephen Julian. Did you go to Dramatic Pause Workshop yes, over the week or something? I Holy did. cow. How are you, sir? I am great. Uh, glad to be back on the award-winning Gwinnett Business there, Radio. There you go. in the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in the beautiful Atlanta Sinesta Gwinnett Place Hotel. We're going to have a great show today because I'm we, hungry. We, we, we have a, a restaurant that recently opened up in the Suwannee area. Yeah. But they, they did a major PR goof. Goof? A goof and the PR person sitting here. Oh. They didn't bring us any food. No, it doesn't matter. How it, can you not? How can be, you go to a radio station on, and not bring some of the great cuisine that Ryan Smith is, you know, putting together? There's there's two effective ways to do this. One is to bring the food. The other is to do such a great interview that when it's done, we have to get off the air and immediately go and have lunch. <laughs> right? I'm that's, sure that's going to happen. They chose the latter, which is okay. The name of the restaurant is Bottles and Bones. They are located off Buford Highway in Suwannee, and we are joined by the owner, the general manager. And the head chef. Wow. We've got the whole crew here. Rob Taranto is the owner of the business. Emil Blau is the general manager. And Ryan Smith is the executive chef. I'm excited and I'm hungry. So let's get into it. Absolutely. Well, guys, welcome to the program. And Rob, we'll start with you. Tell us all about Bottles and Bones and and the history of why you decided to open a restaurant in Swanee. Well, gentlemen, thank you. Really appreciate you having us on. Uh, We're real excited to... Uh, join you here today and and tell you all about our brand new restaurant here in the Suwannee area. Um, You know, we feel this is a groundbreaking restaurant for this area. Uh, Upscale dining hasn't really been the norm uh, in the northern Gwinnett area. Uh, We wanted to fill a void in our community and bring a wonderful new dining option to the downtown Suwannee area. And we're going to get into the menu and all the great, the atmosphere and everything else there. But the location on Buford Highway, you're right there next to Swanee Town Center. So you're in a, you're in an area right now, there's a lot of construction going on around you, a lot of housing going on around you, which is good too. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, the area is changing. It continues to grow. Uh, the traffic has picked up uh, and, and there's brand new apartments, brand new condos, brand new townhomes that are going up in the area. You know, we really uh, are fortunate to be in a growth area uh, that will you know, support this restaurant for a long time down the road. Ryan, I, and I, Mike, I apologize. I'm going to cut you off. Uh, I want to bring Ryan Smith into the conversation because, as I stated at the beginning of the show, I'm hungry. You're going right to the uh, food. Ryan, if I go to Bottles and Bones, what are some of the things I can enjoy off the menu? Tell me about the menu. Well, I think first and foremost, uh, we try to make a very strong display of great steaks. Um, so uh, that's where I would go first. I mean, we have I'm in all kinds of steaks on bones and steaks off of bones, but um, <laughs> we've done a great job of gathering the right steak, I think, for this town and what some some people haven't seen in this town. Yeah, um, we managed to propri- or get a great steak from the uh, Midwest, from Nebraska, mm-hmm. and um, <coughs> what we've been able to do is get very specific and work with a company to get exactly what we want a quality that's not seen around here yeah and 
that's where I would go first. So steak's a great foundation. Uh, I would imagine then you kind of branch out from there. What are what are we maybe do. some of the unique things on the menu that I might not get anywhere else? So we do a great Sorrento style woman chicken, which I think is amazing. So what we've what Rob was able to procure for us is the Jospers. Jasper is something out of Barcelona, Spain. Um, it's a coal burning oven, and we also have coal burning grills. Mm. And, that, and that creates a different style of food, a different taste to, to what you got. Um, by the way, before you guys even came on the air, our, our uh, producer and, and head of development, uh, Amanda Pierce, said that uh, we have to ask about the lamb and and uh, it's described as beautifully Frenched. Can somebody tell me a little more about what that means? <laughs> so we get in these beautiful lamb racks, and um, we take the time and the care to really clean them up, get a nice stark white bone on them, um, and get them ready to where you have to eat them and not play with them. You can just go straight for it. Again, I'm hungry. I'm leaving after the show. Pick it up, Mike. Uh, you know, Rob mentioned kind of sort of like, you know, groundbreaking, historic in a way as far as the opening of this restaurant. So I'll ask Emil, what is it about Bottles and Bones that is unique and different in as far as the dining experience here in the Suwannee area? Well, there's many things, but, you know, we work with ownership that has a, a, an extremely clear vision of exactly what they want. Um, it's well communicated, and as we brought – the staff together we had a blank canvas okay it was as I told the staff we can create whatever we choose to create we can be as great as we choose to be um, and Ryan and Rob and myself and his wife Jennifer we have driven that uh, and are driving that to excellence that everyone talks about and I think that we are actually achieving and will continue to achieve um, now, Rob, uh, this is not your first restaurant, uh, but also you haven't been in you. You're not exclusively from the restaurant business. Talk a little bit about your background and how you got to this point. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, as a kid growing up in this area, there weren't a lot of job options coming out of high school. So I jumped right into, you know, the restaurant field. I worked my way up uh, many years as a server, bartender, uh, that kind of stuff. And then uh, took a job in the hotel industry where I worked my way up the ladder uh, all the way through catering, assistant food and beverage director, food and beverage director positions. Before then, I was actually plucked and uh, put in a position as a maitre d'. Back in the day, there were maitre d's in restaurants, if we remember that, uh, in a restaurant over in Smyrna. So, you know, I earned my stripes. Um, you know, there was pedigree there. It worked its way into my blood. I really enjoyed hospitality. I enjoyed meeting people. I enjoyed pleasing people. Um, and I was young enough and had the horsepower then to really do that on the front lines, if you will. Um, then I walked away from that aspect of food service more than anything else and had an opportunity uh, to get into the nightclub industry back in the 80s late mid to late 80s in, in the Buckhead area when it was you know the old Buckhead crawl and there were restaurants and, and, and night spots everywhere that was uh, our time Steven you know that was uh, we were probably there that was a time <laughs> that yeah I think I probably served a drink at some point in time <laughs> through through my career but it truly at the end of the day it never really left me uh, but at 35 years old I met my beautiful wife and I changed my career and started getting into the, the investment uh, uh, field and 
did really well flipping real estate and uh, it was really real estate that helped launch you know my success in life but then again the hospitality field never left my blood and here you are with the uh, bottles and bones which you opened up what just just a few weeks ago right February 24th. February 24th. So, so Ryan talked about the food. Uh, Emil, talk about the atmosphere. What is it about Bottles and Bones that, that's going to capture us when we walk through the doors? What are we going to experience? Well, you walk in, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's, a, it's a unique situation where we have a dining room, a private dining room, and then we have a, a lounge. The lounge and the dining room are separated. So our live music that uh, we have you know, Wednesday through Saturday um, complements the dining room but does not overpower it um, the private room is uh, we're just starting to see uh, so many requests for that um, for for business for um, families doing celebrations for you know women's clubs uh, the, the demand is I know is just going to be huge um, and a dining room that is um, approachable so it's not stuffy um, you walk in and immediately I think you're you visually are comfortable and the staff does a great job of making people feel comfortable it's a very very approachable space um, the, the bar itself it's a, it's it's horseshoe shaped so there's interaction at the bar instead of most bars that are just you know linear uh, and you're looking into a mirror uh, this bar screams for interaction talk a little more about the lounge uh, it is separate from the dining or semi separate from the dining room and, yes. and you have live entertainment you said Wednesday through uh, Sunday, Wednesday through Saturday. Oh, Wednesday through Saturday. So, um, and we're still, um, you know, it's still morphing into sure. exactly what's going to be. But uh, great piano players. Um, we'll have jazz music um, mostly. I think Friday, Saturday night, or morph into. Um, well, it's it's a place for the artistic uh, community of Swanee, Gwinnett County, and surrounding metro area to, you know, ply their wares. To to I mean, I'm sure that you're going to get a line of people who are ready to perform because that's not something that's i mean live music is not readily available across exactly uh, across right it area. is um not only the performers but um you know in gwinnett county we feel that there's just not a place that is uh that is approachable that mm -hmm. is upscale yeah. that is um is new and and modern's not the right way to say it but um it's open right. air and it just it's got a it's got a feel to it that's um that's nowhere to be found. And uh, the, the, the hungry question I have to ask, forgive me, I'm doing this whole interview hungry, so <laughs> I apologize for that ahead of time. Uh, is there any difference in the menu between the lounge and the full restaurant? Um, yes and no. Okay. So uh, the full menu is available in the lounge yeah. uh, up till the time the dining room closes. The dining room closes one hour before the lounge does or however long the lounge goes. And That's effectively a yes. I'll take that. Yeah. And then after that, we have a, basically a sub-menu of um, – of items that you can get, um, you know, last call, a last call. You know, Nine forty-five. You're yeah. probably not going to have the thirty-two ounce porterhouse. <laughs> uh, you might want a meatball or a burger or yeah, something like I that. Like it. Well, it's an hour more work for Ryan over here because <laughs> you know we have uh, already seen an uptick in you know our bar clientele that comes in a little bit later uh, and now has a place that they can rely on to get you know another dozen items that are right. you know on our full menu uh, for you know another hour each night yeah i like it you've used the word uh, upscale emil give us an idea of the price points is this a place that you would bring the family is this more for a date night type atmosphere you know a little bit are, of both maybe we are we are not everything to to everybody but we are many things to many people so um 
you can come in and sit at the bar, have a glass of wine or a cocktail, have some small plates. Um, you can come in with your with your your family on a, on a Tuesday night where nobody wants to cook and 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 dine reasonably priced. You can come here and blow it out uh, with big wines, big steaks, and we have something for everyone. We have something for every occasion. All right, Ryan, I want to bring you back into the conversation. You've been very patient over there, almost like you're thinking of what you're going to make <laughs> later today. Um, so uh, I w so we talked about the steak, and we talked about uh, the uh, beautifully French lamb. But I'm imagining if this is a welcoming atmosphere and something that's very different from anything else in the county, there's got to be some chef-inspired creations going on here, some things that might be seasonal or some. And I don't want you to necessarily go through a list, but talk to you, talk about yourself uh, what inspires you and what are the things you're going to bring to the restaurant that other people that, that people have never experienced? So what I like to do or what I try to do is I have a was, I like to use a lot of local, local and local, but <clears throat> local still has to be good. Mm -hmm. Just because it's local doesn't mean it's good. So <laughs> local and good. I like the combination. <laughs> okay. So taking the time to really procure a lot of different produce and local seafood from the um, Atlanta coast and up in Brunswick and Savannah and Charleston, working with a lot of local var vegetable farms and pig farms and all kinds of different <coughs> items that we can get that we feel are the best that we can get. Um, that's my main goal. Outside of that, I look to just fresh, and I mean fresh as in bright mm -hmm. flavors. I use a lot of herbs, a lot of lemons. You know, I like it to really shine and um, inspire you when you're eating. Mm -hmm. um, also, along the same lines as, you know, the dining room approach, food needs to be approachable. So we've created this high-end atmosphere, place you can really go on a nice night, enjoy yourself, but not feel overwhelmed by the food. All right, so I'm not going to ask you to pick a, a, a favorite item because that's like asking somebody to pick their favorite child in some respects, right? <laughs> what I will ask is this. If I go, you eat, so let's, let's stick with steak because you said that's kind of one of the main foundations, and I like it. It goes with the bones. So I'm a steak guy. I'm a meat eater. I, I like going to a steak. What What's going to be different about my uh, steak meal? Because if I go out for steak, it's, oh, okay, you get the typical side, or you get the tip. There's a typical steak meal. What is atypical about the entire meal of steak that I would get at Bottles and Bones? Is that a fair question? I think so. Okay, good. I um, thought so, and I, I thought so. you could yeah. handle it. Good heavens, you're an executive <laughs> chef. Go for it. Um, I would say, as far as the steak goes, there's two main points. We have some of the most well-marbled steaks I've ever seen in my career. I like it. And so that's obviously going to give you a nice, juicy, tender, flavorful steak. And then the Jasper Grills. Mm -hmm. The flavored imparts from the coals is just amazing. Okay. And adds that outdoor barbecue-y type feel. You know, yep. it's not a just roasted in the oven or cooked on a gas grill. So it imparts a very specific flavor. Um, I, I, I am not an expert on food, but I am enough of an expert. My belly shows that, Mike. Uh, what I like is here's an executive chef, and he didn't talk about trinkets. He didn't talk about, oh, we put this cranberry sauce on top, or we did it. <laughs> he talked about the quality of meat, and he talked about how it's cooked, and those are the two most important things in a steak. So you have to finish the rest of the interview, because I'm going over to You're gonna be looking. I'm going to make sure I'm first in line today. I'm well, gonna, I'm going to butt in here for a minute. Yeah, please. Um, because Ryan is so humble, but he is so talented, and for someone's brain and their taste buds to be so well-connected, he he imparts 
so much subtlety into the the non-steak items, our salads, our appetizers, our side dishes, and you don't realize it. You know something's different, and you know it's really, really great, but you don't know why, and that's part of his magic mm. it, that he imparts. And, and one of the things that we've enjoyed uh, as the menus developed and whatnot, you you know, he'll he'll put a dish together, we'll taste it, we'll, you know, uh, as Rob would say, we'll noodle on it, uh, we'll come back and do it again and, and again, and every time the flavor, and the flavor profile and what he's done is just, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I am trying to get him to really brag on himself, and he isn't doing it, which is probably a sign of how good he is, because he's like, just come in and taste it, and it'll be fine. But I, I like that the general manager steps up and goes, no, no, let me let me brag on my chef for a little bit. No, well he's done. awesome. Well awesome. Done. Rob, I'd like to find out how you found Emil and how you guys then found Ryan. How did you guys kind of connect? Well, you know, um, I tell you, you know, in this business, um, you know, out here, we went through recruitment. Uh, to find the right people. We had no choice. We wanted a pool of people that we can sit down, get to know, interview, uh, get a good feeling from uh, where their head was, where their career was. Uh, we wanted a true and trident veteran, you know, at the helm of this restaurant. Uh, I'm not in my 40s anymore, so I wasn't looking for a full-time job, guys. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, if we knew we were going to bring this upscale beautiful approachable restaurant to to an an area that sorely needed it we needed um a true and trident veteran at the helm so we we went to a recruiting firm um you know and we interviewed many people and once uh we decided to offer the job to to emil uh, he knew he had owners that had passion for what they were doing uh had the financial backing to make it happen uh and still had some horsepower left to you know get this thing kicked off. And uh, so once Emil was on board, we started our search for the person we needed to, you know, be at the helm uh, in the back of the house. And, and, and that's, that's your make or break right there. Absolutely. You, you, you get that wrong, you're not in business very long. There's no question about that, Mike. I mean, at the end of the day, we also wanted to keep local at heart. We wanted someone that uh, had passion for this area and wanted to – you know, be part of that game-changing uh, feel. And uh, we, gosh, we must have interviewed eight, nine chefs. Um, and Ryan wasn't the chef with the most experience by any means. Uh, but it was Ryan's um, attitude, uh, the feeling he gave us, uh, the commitment to the concept, uh, because we wanted to be approachable. We keep throwing that word out there. Uh, and we wanted someone that didn't have a problem having an awesome burger, an awesome French dip sandwich, an awesome salmon sandwich, and uh, salad entrees on the menu that wasn't all about the bones or the no bones. I do have to ask, as far as the interview process, like I can come in and answer all the questions and just sound so great. But it comes to how well does he cook? Do, is there a point at the end where you, you narrow it down to a couple, say, okay, now cook us something and – do, do you oh. actually get to eat something? Oh, no, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we went to test kitchens. and Because I could interview great, but I can't cook with oh. a darn. I mean, I might be able to you know, fool you. We wouldn't be here today if we didn't go to <laughs> test kitchens, guys. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was costly to do that. Sure. Um, we had to procure, you know, the test kitchen itself and all the food to make it happen. And we gave each chef a menu. And we said, we want to see you cook, and we want to see you cook this. And by golly, they were on their own. Yeah. 
we had a restaurant consulting firm that worked with us through this process and their corporate chef you know helped each of our candidates along and uh we sat down and we went and ate and uh all the food from all the chefs quite frankly were, were good ryan's was exceptional though yeah. I mean, we could see that you know he really took to heart everything that he did and um you know we were we were quite frankly blown away if that process ever happens again if something happens with ronnie moves on or you open another restaurant and got to go through that interview process again steven and i would like to volunteer ourselves to help with the chef interviews yes free of charge well the tastings are great you guys i mean you know. i've got a better idea mike we need to go to lunch or dinner and just have a, an approachable uh, very well done meal I, and we stated this off the air but you know again a game changer for the local area there's a lot of local ties uh with with this leadership team yes you know there's a lot of there's a lot of years in georgia so this isn't oh hey i came down from fill in state name here and i'm gonna open right. something in georgia there's a lot of roots here uh yep. and and they're doing something that really hasn't been done much if at all rob i want to get back to you for a second you Certainly. mentioned you're not in your 40s anymore no sir so you're kind of at that stage where a lot of folks may say you know what i'm gonna go hit the golf course and kind of take it easy and so forth but you not only decided not to do that you got into the restaurant business. Right. Of all things, I mean, it's very competitive, and, and we all know the stats as far as how long restaurants stay open and so forth, uh, and the success rate and so forth. Why at this point in your career did you decide, you know, I, I get the fact that you don't want to play golf five days a week. We talked about <laughs> this before we came on the air. I get right. that part, sure. part. But the restaurant business, and I, I understand you have the hospitality background. Right. But, but you know, you, you still want to sleep well at night. No, absolutely. Um and I'm not saying I'm not struggling with that right now after, you know, recently opening the doors. Uh, but we, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, it doesn't leave your blood. You know, you're, 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 you have that hospitality in you. It doesn't go away. And again, from you know, an investment standpoint, we feel like this is a great long-term investment and the community is going to rally around it. We're hearing it left and right from, you know, most all our guests that come in and say, gosh, finally, people walking up to me I've never seen before, never met before, shaking my hand, thanking me profusely for finally bringing something to this area that it so sorely needed. We don't have to go to Buckhead or Atlanta for fi fine dining. It's right here in our backyard now. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've come full circle as well from the 80s when, you know, they're – you know, most of the restaurants and bars were offering two and even three for one at happy hour. And we kind of had, you know, there were some issues on the road back then with, uh, you know, with, with, with the combination of that. Um, but today, you know, uh, there's Uber, there's Lyft. If people want to go out and have a bottle or two of wine. You know, they don't have to drive home. There, there's a big difference uh, in, in the thinking uh, behind going out and, and really enjoying, you know, dinner and having a couple of drinks today. Emil, let me ask you a question as a general manager, and, and please tell me if this is unfair, but here's the way I wanted to phrase it. Of course, if someone says that's a fantastic meal, it tasted wonderful, that's one way that they say they had a great time. What else will people say when they're walking out about the overall experience? You know, I think the epitome of it is when, the, when people leave and they just say, we had a great time. Um, you can't complicate the equation too much. Um, you know, it is about hospitality, the great food that we have, uh, the wonderful atmosphere. But listen, we all want to be treated well. Mm -hmm. 
okay? We all want, you know, at, at 30,000 feet, we all want to be loved, okay? And we love on our customers. Uh, actually, better said, we love on our guests. Yeah. And it's, um, um, you know, Rob has let us uh, and demanded that we create a culture of um, really, really taking care of not only our guests, but certainly taking care of our staff as yeah. well. Good music adds to that. The way the way the the staff is treating you adds to that. Uh, the lighting of the place, the comfort of the seats, all that kind of stuff adds to that. It's a f- yeah, exactly. It's a um, it, it's a full experience. And you know, the great thing about Robbie, he is um, he is so focused and didn't miss a detail in the design. Uh, he and Jennifer, his wife, did not miss a detail in the design. And you know, I was there through the whole process. I came on in October when the uh, uh, when the building started, and uh, we had we had a office across the parking lot, so we could see everything that was going on. He was down there seven, eight times a day, and he'd be like, "Well, no, it's a half inch off." And the contractor <laughs> would say, "Well, okay. yeah, okay." He goes, "Well, it's a half inch off." Right. And, and the contractor would agree. He says, "Okay, it's a half inch off, and it can't be anymore. You got to fix it." And it, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that, but every detail. Uh, in the restaurant to make it approachable and make it comfortable. Um, you know, that's what he's accomplished. Mike, how many details would I miss if I were putting together a restaurant? <laughs> that's why we have the professionals <laughs> exactly. doing that. Right? That is why I've never opened a restaurant. They, they, they start it, they cook it, they do all that, you eat it. Yes, that's I know my role. So to interject, gentlemen, um, I, I want to throw some kudos out to Z-Space Design, um, the Zacchus firm came on board with us early, helped us design this entire restaurant from the ground up. Every aspect of the interior was discussed. The restaurant, the dining, the private dining room, the bar area, uh, and we call it a lounge, and that's what it is. It's truly a place you can come in and relax. It isn't just a, a, a bar to go have a drink and stare at a TV. It's a place to get to know the people. It's a community bar. We feel like it's the new Swanee Cheers. It's a place to come in, get to know your friends, get to know your neighbors. And Z-Space Design helped us get there. Um, just a beautiful interior. My wife Jennifer worked with the team from day one. Uh, everything in the building was discussed uh, in relation to assisting us keep the noise levels down in restaurants. It is a problem today. Uh, the more tile you put on the floor, the more drywall ceilings you have, the more noise levels you have. Uh, and when people come in and fill a restaurant, the biggest complaint is, God, I can't hear myself think. Uh, I can't talk to the person across the table. Uh, and what we really wanted to do was um, separate or at least offer some separation mm-hmm. from a bar crowd and mm-hmm. a dining experience. And we did that early on through our design with Z-Space. That's great. Well, I know uh, Amanda was there for your VIP night recently. She came back with glowing reviews. We can't wait to get out there as well. We hope our, our listeners will, will go to Bottles and Bones in Suwannee. We're talking to the owner, the GM, and the executive chef. Uh, as we wrap things up, uh, Emil, let me ask you this as far as hours. Do you, you serve lunch, dinner, days of the week? Are you open at seven days a week? So currently we open up at seven days a week or seven nights per week, um, and we anticipate to uh, bring on Saturday Sunday brunch will, will be the next project and then we'll take a look at, at some type of a lunch schedule 
uh, that may be one day a week, it may be two or three days a week. Uh, really, um, we're waiting to see what the market brings us, what the uh, what the community wants. So at this moment in time, what's the opening time? Uh, the lounge opens at 4 o'clock every okay. night. The dining room opens at 5. Perfect. Okay, as of today's uh, broadcast, which is the middle of March, but... Where could they go to find out more information, depending on when they listen to this interview? You have a website? We certainly do. Bottlesandbonesga.com. And do you spell out the and, or do you do the ampersand? It's and. Bottlesandbonesga.com. They're thorough and complete using all letters necessary. Because Bottles and Bones GA for Georgia, it may, we may oh. still have, where are we talking? Uh, you've left the door open there. For maybe like uh, bottles and bones, man. Alabama, Tennessee, yeah. whatever. We'll so see. he won't play golf five times a week, but he will hopefully grow this to five or more restaurants. Absolutely. It's, it's in his blood. That's the whole it's idea. It's in his blood. Uh, as we wrap things up, we'll get a final comment. Uh, what do you want people to, to walk away from this, this, this today's uh, interview, remembering about bottles and bones? If there's one thing, we'll start with you, Emil. Uh, well, thank you for that. I think it's, uh, it's the, the total experience of – hospitality, uh, gracious hospitality, and very, very wonderful and approachable food. Yeah, come on out too and just at least try it. And once you try it, hopefully you've, you know, you've, you've earned the business. They'll come back. Uh, Ryan, I'll go to use next. Uh, one last statement about Bottles and Bones. Um, I just hope when the cu- our guests come in that they can leave knowing that they had something that wasn't intimidating, it was an approachable item, but something that they still have never tasted before a way they've never tasted before and just enjoy their time that's awesome and and rob will let you have the final word oh absolutely guys thank you so much you know um great to be with you here today again i want to say that this was all about old school hospitality bringing things back from a, a past time period that when you walked in a restaurant you actually were greeted by someone that looked you in the eye and knew your name and took care of you and wanted to know, hey, w- w- how are you today? You know, or how's your family? You know, we're, we're here to build those relationships, those long-term relationships, you know, with the community. And uh, we feel we're already on uh, our way in doing that. And that makes a difference, Rob. I'll tell you, I was at a place, a restaurant not too long ago, and the person that was serving me, I mean, they just, nope. I mean, they didn't even look me in the eye. They seemed like they were just kind of bummed out. I'm like, and so I tried to make the small talk and just, they didn't even seem happy to be there. Oh, absolutely. It you doesn't know, matter how good the food may or may not have been. Not, it's and you're not going back. Yes, it's right. unfortunate. We see it, you know, every day. That's not who we're going to be. Yeah. So we're not your daddy's old steakhouse. We're a little bit more modern, a little bit more upscale. Um, and, uh, it, you know, so we want people to feel it's, it, it's, it's a place that they can call their home. If anyone's a uh, binge watcher of old TV shows, you're not the timber mill from Frasier, where uh, where Martin always liked to go. Go look up that episode. I think it's season one. Yeah. Rob Taranto, Emil Blau, and Ryan Smith from Bottles and Bones. The address is 400 Beaufort Highway in Swanee. It's uh, right right there next to Swanee right next Town to Swanee Center. Town? Well, yeah, right yeah, next absolutely. to Swanee Town Center. Uh, right Great next location. to the the uh, the Solus uh, Apartments. No, is they were Solus. They yeah. just changed names. Yeah, Sienna. To, so, Sienna. Sienna. Yeah. But you don't need to know that. You just need to look for bottles and bones right there on the street. There you go. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you.
so they uh, they are high class and uh, they are you know top notch restaurant because when you asked that last question, my answer would have been, mm, that's what I want. Pete. That's what I want to be thinking when I you know. And when can I come back, Mike? I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Our listeners can get big savings and enjoy their hassle free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then bring your car in for regular service because they do that too, and they do it very well. Follow Subaru of Gwinnett's Facebook page and other social media platforms for the latest Subaru offers news and community events. Speaking of social media, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, at Gwinnett Radio X. We are all over the social media place, also Instagram. And not only is this show available at businessradiox.com if you select the Gwinnett Studio, but we are on all your podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. You can't get away from us. What's the cost to subscribe to our show, Mike? Zippo. What's the cost to leave a review for our show, Mike? Nothing. I like it. <laughs> Will they leave our show going, mm, that was a wonderful experience? Probably not. Well, I hope so. <laughs> we can aim for it. We have a goal now. All right. For our producer, Amanda, great job, Amanda. For Steven, I'm Mike and our guest. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio.